0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from surreal soundscapes to seismic stomping. And today we're talking about the Sahuagin. Sahuagin. <laughs> Hey, Brian. Sahwagin.
1: You know what today is?
0: Uh Today is podcast recording day.
1: Today is the day I realized we could have gone with Year of the Fish People. Oh, dude. Are we doing
0: more fish people? More
1: fish people today. It's the Sahwagin. Tritons Revisited. Kinda. Not really. They're the enemies of Tritons. But, oh, what? Uh, I actually like the swagon a lot. They're actually one of the more unique uh, aquatic people in this in this game. Okay, uh, I used to call them the Sahwagin because that's how it's spelled. Sure. And that's what it looks like to me. But Swaggin. I learned... Last week, that ain't how it's said. So, <laughs> excuse me as I struggle with this word for the rest of the day.
0: Sahwagen.
1: All right, you ready? Yeah. So the Subwaggan are one of D&D's many aquatic or fish people. They are a predatory, fish-like, or even shark-like humanoid race that ventures from the ocean's black depths to hunt the creatures of the shallows and the shore. Oh, that's fucking Oh, yeah, cool. these guys are evil, by the way. Okay, uh, yeah, they're the enemies of the
0: good tribes, yeah, the Kraken killers. Right,
1: they are a D&D original, and I have heard them described as the goblinoids of the sea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> though, okay. they are, though they are not related to goblin kind in any way shape or form uh, Sahuagin dwell in the deepest trenches of the ocean but view the entire aquatic realm as their personal kingdom and all the creatures within it as blood sport for their hunting parties Ooh. although the correct term to address them as a race is Sahuagin those that fear or despise them have been known to call them sea devils or devil men of the deep or even more derisively, fish heads.
0: Fish heads. <laughs> they here are come, here. Come the fish heads. Yeah. <laughs> I'm it's really not I'm a swimming one. Seamus, it's the, the farmer. Re- Oh no, he's got a brother. <laughs> are, There's a Triton version
1: are, of everybody. of course. They are a lawful evil disp- they are of a lawful evil disposition, have an infamous reputation for being highly organized and slaughtering, devouring anything they can catch. raiding coastal settlements in the dead of night. Uh, they are also known to have the odd attribute of being prone to genetic mutation.
0: Okay. so Witch. that's why they kind of vary as like mm-hmm. what kind of fish creature they appear as. No, they don't they don't. Oh, but they have, like, within that scope, they have a genetic mutation. Yeah, like,
1: we're going to get into, like, it's weird. Extra we're going li- to get into it.
0: Extra little fingers on their cheekies. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: not like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Subhagan are usually depicted as having green scaly skin, darker on the back and lighter on the belly, with dark stripes, bands, or spots that are more prominent in youth but tend to fade in age. Okay. Uh, being marine predators, they are superbly adapted to undersea hunting. They have thick webbing between their fingers and toes. Their mouths are filled with sharp shark-like fangs. Their eyes are also black like those of a shark. Okay. Um, they have uh, additional webbing down their backs as and at their elbows, and notably also where their ears would be. They have, like, fanned out, like, fins.
0: Yeah, okay, like a, um, what do they call those, Beta fish? They've got, like, extra stuff, extra, like, frill coming off do of they? them.
1: Do they? I guess so, sure. Yeah. We'll go with that. Um, they also have gills and a long fin tail. Okay. Uh, an adult male, Sahuagin, stands roughly six feet tall, and they weigh in at about 200 pounds. Females are indistinguishable from males, except that they are slightly smaller, about... One in 216 Sahuagin have a mutation, giving them four usable arms. Oh, there it is. Okay. This is the first of the mutations we're going to talk about. All right. These specimens are usually called barons. They tend to be black in shading or dark gray and are substantially larger than their non-baron brethren. Okay. Barons typically rise to high positions or rulers among the Sahuagin. Okay. So any questions so far? Uh, no, not so Uh, far. Okay, (laughs) all right. (laughs) So the reason the Swaggin are often called sea devils is because of their reputation for irredeemable acts of evil, having time and again raided the land... De- desolating whole coasts and continuously destroying passing ships.
0: Yeah, you. I mean, you, you nailed it. Like goblins of the sea. Yeah, and it reminded me of like tuna. It's the chicken of the sea, which is why I laughed so hard. Oh, okay, that's good. I didn't think of that when I, I don't said it. I was
1: just like, how do I describe this weird green shark fish monster? I was like, oh, they're like goblins, but in the ocean. Yeah. So if and you're fishy, if you're fishy
0: goblins, if you're in a town near the hillside, like you can just kind of expect goblins to come out of the mountain or whatever and mm-hmm. come down. And, mm-hmm. steal and if you're on the coast,
1: you expect. Sea goblins to yeah, go out of the you sea. Gotta,
0: like, we're nowhere near the mountains, thank God, except yeah. for
1: the fucking shark man. Exactly. He gonna get you. So, when Sohagan raid surface dwellers' communities, they venture ashore on dark, moonless nights to slaughter the inhabitants and livestock for food. Right. They attack ships by swarming up from all sides, leaving a portion of their forces in the water as reinforcements or to deal with opponents the raiders throw into the sea. So Hogan are savage fighters asking for and giving no quarter. They harbor a murderous bloodlust and like sharks fly into a frenzy when they sense their prey has been bloodied.
0: They're fucking pirates.
1: Yeah, they're they're shark pirate men. They're yeah. boatless pirates. Yeah, exactly. They're boatless <laughs> pirates. <laughs> God, that's terrifying. Scariest Can you kind imagine? Of pirate. Yeah, exactly.
0: They don't need boats. They're everywhere. <laughs> if you think about it, all sea creatures are just boatless pirates. I well, well, not all sea creatures, all, I mean all sea monsters. Yeah,
1: all sea monsters. There we go. Um, coastal folk live in constant fear of Sohoagan invasions across frog, sh- frog. across fog shrouded coasts or endless ocean swells when an ominous drone sound sounded on a conch shell is heard. It chills the blood of all who hear it, for this is the sound of the Sohoagan hunting horn, a call to raid and to battle.
0: Shit. So you yeah. hear it before They're you like, no, before you taste it. The conch shell, no. First, it's the conch shell. Then uh-huh. it smells like salty air, uh-huh. real bad. Well, it already does because you're by the beach. No, even worse. It smells like low tide now. Okay, <laughs> sure. Is that a thing? Is it's high thing? tide now. It smells like low tide. Okay,
1: sure. I don't <laughs> so think the that's fish the thing. people
0: are approaching. All right.
1: <laughs> the exact origin of the Suhagan is unknown. Some say that they were created from a nation of particularly evil humans by the most powerful evil sea gods in order to preserve them for when their great deluge came upon the earth. Okay. Some sages claim that they are degenerate humans who formerly dwelt on the seacoast, whose evil and depravity was so great that they eventually devolved into fish foil and sought the darkness of the ocean depths. Okay. Tritons, however, have a different theory. Oh, I love tritons. Tell me about what they they think. They are purported to believe that Sahuagin are actually distantly related to sea elves, claiming that as the drow are to elves, so are Sahuagin to sea elves. What? (laughs) I love your reaction.
0: What is a sea elf? Okay, well, we'll have talk we a even little. talked about sea elves. They're down there we, too. Where are
1: the elves? We have talked about sea elves. Maybe, yeah. Only here and there, but there we cloud? haven't done we haven't done an episode on them. Are there they cloud will, elves? Are there fire elves? No. Okay. No, maybe. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, sea elves, foam of, of Toes too.
1: <laughs> yeah, CLs will get their own episode, and yes, they are in uh, Tomophos. Um, <laughs> Tomophos, but uh, yeah, they are, they they play a major role in the lives of Sehwagen. But anyways. Tritons purportedly believe that Sawagin are actually distantly related to sea elves, claiming that as the drow tells, or Sawagin to sea elves. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Now, this may seem odd. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I knew you would say that. Okay. But there is one fact that we will go over later that gives credence to this theory. Sure. All right. Moving on. Whatever.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm already not down
1: with it. You're about to be really not down with the next thing I tell you. Okay. not this next thing, but the next thing pertaining to that other thing.
0: I love the order of stuff. I know, right?
1: So Hagen are as cruel and brutal to each other as to all other living things, and the strongest always bully the weaker. Mm -hmm. Any injured, disabled, or infirm specimen among them is slain and eaten by these cannibalistic monsters. Uh, Even so... Even so, called imperfect hatchlings are dealt with in this fashion. Like, okay, if you're not worthy, you, you're not worthy, and they'll fucking eat you.
0: Sure, I mean this is like a lot of the monster races. I'm sure we're doing a lot of
1: hungry monsters lately.
0: There's some hungry <laughs> boys, they haven't eaten their Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, they, they really need to get on that. Hey, if anyone that is like higher up at Chipotle is listening to this, please sponsor us. I love your, I love your burrito
1: uh, I, I mean, I'll take the sponsorship, but <laughs> I really don't like Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> We've eaten it. Yeah, I know. Did you notice I didn't eat my food? Oh, no? (laughs) Yeah. I was too busy eating my Chipotle. I don't don't care for Chipotle. I fucking love Chipotle. Um, The strict law of brutality has developed a resilient and powerful race, however, and any leader is subject to challenge. Because of this, leaders are almost always the largest, strongest, uh, and usually barons at that. In any event, the loser of a challenge is always slain, either during combat or afterward. Okay. Sometimes the loser winds up as the main course uh, at the victory feast. Like they have no qualms eating each other. Okay. Which I don't know if sharks, which is like these guys are really tied to sharks, which we'll get into more as we keep going. But I don't know if sharks are cannibalistic like that.
0: They are in the womb. What? Sharks hatch inside the womb, uh-huh. and they eat each other for power and this, then they oh, this sounds made up okay No. Uh, hey we're getting on google in a short uh, no, that's fine I, yeah, yeah that's yeah, true we're do that's, it. It. that's fucking hopefully metal, I said something but, true <laughs>
1: oh my god okay anyways so
0: uh, I think it's true I duels think it's true. are
1: always fought without weapons so only fang and claw are permitted in any of these challenges
0: okay okay
1: yeah so still despite all this brutality and carnage it must be remembered that the swagon are lawful evil in nature. The sea devils live by a code of ritualized behavior developed over a millennia. Okay, um, so
0: that's elvish in a way, like being lawful and, and stuff. Elves
1: are chaotic good.
0: Yeah, but they have elf society. Well, yeah, you're right. But elf society <laughs> has like strict laws, right? Mm, not necessarily. No? Like there's, it's that's the thing. It's like there are less laws
1: and more guidelines when it comes to elves. It's just everyone does follow them. Okay. But like It's, it's lawful like, But like there's They're not no, gonna I understand Be that they're punished like for crime and, and chaotic yeah. And yeah. in that way I just yeah. I don't know
0: I'm trying to I'm trying to make the connect I'm Trying to make the connect
1: here. Yeah okay Alright I see what you're saying Anyways <laughs> Sea devils of my code of my behavior over millennia. Every member of a Sahogan community knows its place and knows it well. The Swagan pride themselves on self-sufficiency and a strict adherence to their social code. The social structure of the Sahuagan is based upon rule by a king who holds court in a vast city deep beneath the waves. Uh, this overlord's domain is divided into nine provinces, each ruled by a prince. Each village within a province is ruled by a baron, which isn't to be confused with the term baron referring to the mutated four-armed but yes, the barons also tend to be barons. Okay. Beneath the barons are the elite hunters and warriors who are the bulk of the raiding and hunting parties. All others fall into various stations of workers, hunters, etc. Okay. Any questions?
0: This is like the nine ocean hells.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, uh, Which was a nice touch when it comes to calling them sea devils. Yeah, Um, yeah, okay. Let's take a short rest.
0: Okay. (laughs) Selling a little. Or a lot. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash DungeonCast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash DungeonCast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash DungeonCast.
2: Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice.
0: Come check out our d d 5e actual play podcast, Super Quest Saga. The show where Will, Brian, your special guest Jake, and friend of the show Josh Freeland sit around the table and play some Dungeons & Dragons in space. It's Will's homebrew sci-fi and space opera campaign. Find it on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Super Quest Saga. Returned. Indeed we have. We're back. And uh back at the bottom of the sea. So it's a sand tiger shark. Oh, the cannibalistic one? Yeah. yeah. So they, they're the ones that well, they're cannibalistic in the womb. I don't know. It looks like there's a there's a variety of sharks that are cannibalistic outside so, the womb. So that type of shark doesn't lay eggs then? This shark gives birth to a live pup, but that live that's pup, interesting. That live pup has eaten its brothers and sisters before it uh, emerges. It the best of the pups, yeah, the, the ultimate most, pup, the most savage. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, uh, I didn't read too much into the specifics of it. So get at me, animal folks. I know okay. you're out there.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to Svalhagen. So. Uh-huh. So, uh, Sahuagin dwell in underwater communities of varying sizes from villages to cities built of stone and other natural materials deep beneath the ocean waves. Okay. Uh, The creatures employ a variety of defenses, both passive, such as seaweed camouflage, and active, such as traps and tamed sharks, to protect their communities. Okay. Their settlements are also known to have underground passages and tunnels, which connect the buildings above the seafloor so that they never have to expose themselves. Nice. Um, A Sahuagin kingdom... Excuse me. A Sahagan kingdom generally covers an entire seacoast with villages and towns at least 100 miles apart. That's terrifying,
0: dude. She says this yeah. enemy territory right offshore, like that's terrifying. I mean, this just sounds like uh like if you're coastal, or if you're a baby, or if you're <laughs> right. on a boat. Yeah. Like yeah. you could get fucked so hard. Yeah, it, out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: so true. Um. So I guess the worst demographic to be an NPC in D&D is a baby on the coast.
0: A baby sailor.
1: A baby sailor. That's the (laughs) the most
0: dangerous job.
1: The most dangerous job is to
0: be be the captain of a baby boat. (laughs) Okay, for sure. (laughs) Baby pirates Um, are, they're savage, but like, they have to be because they're trying to survive. But... They don't usually make it.
1: <laughs> of course not. So this enormous territory that the Sahuagin, uh control is never enough for them. Okay. These creatures want nothing less than full control of all sea coasts, collecting as much wealth and power as possible in the process, while maintaining their secrecy of their layers uh, below. Okay. Their victims, who are unfortunate enough to be captured and imprisoned by the Sehwagen, and a attempt to escape, are obsessively hunted down for fear that the former prisoners may reveal the location of the swag in cities and towns. Yikes. Yeah, so you just so get, like, a, extra paranoid. a
0: salty bouncy just placed on you. Like, a very personal vendetta. Indeed. Uh, oh, man. Are they... Hmm. Are, 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 are they fucking around with, like, the, the Kraken and stuff? Are they trying to stay away from that shit? You know, I didn't find anything
1: that, like, um, connected the two, but I would imagine that they would fight the Kraken. Okay. Because the Kraken and them probably would not get along. Okay. <clears throat> for this and a few other more obvious reasons, few persons have ever survived capture by the swaggin.
0: Yeah, they usually drown by the time they yeah, get. Yeah, exactly.
1: Them. <laughs> Any creatures taken alive from raids or in intercepting uh, unwelcome visitors are brought to the swaggin's lairs and confined in cells. But unfortunately, for air breathing captives, there are usually no air in the confinement areas of the typical village. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, this one stopped breathing. Yeah. Why? So, in the towns of the Nobles, there are special quarters to maintain air-breathing creatures, and air-breathing captives may be brought to these locations, possibly. Uh, The swagon may set aside a few prisoners to torture and provide sport typically a fight to the death between two different creatures in an arena. Uh, But the bulk of captives are simply killed and eaten, because that's just their M.O.
0: So, are they capturing, like, tritons, or... They'll
1: capture tritons, they'll capture sea elves, they'll capture uh, water genasi, sailors... Uh, it's a diverse community. Dolphins, they hate dolphins. What
0: the fuck? <laughs> Who hates dolphins? It's
1: Hagen do, and for good reason, actually, we'll get into it.
0: They're they continuously just, like, getting them right in the rib cage with their uh, noses. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh,
1: no, there's a specific reason which we'll get into, Is it but... because of Echo the Dolphin? No, it's because of sea elves. Okay, let's do so, it. So, Hagen are the natural and eternal enemies of the sea elves. Okay. <clears> okay. <throat> The two races have never managed to coexist peacefully. The Swaggin might control the entirety of the oceans, if not for the presence of their mortal enemies, in fact. Wars between the two races have raged for centuries across the coasts and seas of the world, disrupting maritime trade and drawing other races into their bloody conflicts. Okay. So remember how I mentioned uh, that the Swaggin have a reputation for high mutation rates. Yes. And remember how I said Tritons believe the Swaggin and Sea Elves are actually distantly related. Yes. Well, at some point over the course of millennia of wars between the Sea Elves and the Sea Devils, the Sohagan developed an odd mutation, or any Sohagan born in close proximity of a sea elf community can enter the world as a mutant called the Malenti. A Malenti is essentially a Sohagan that is physically identical to a sea elf in every way. Now, no one really knows how or why this happens, but it's common enough that up to one in every 100 hatchlings within proximity of a sea elf community will be born a Malenti.
0: Okay, so what does a sea elf look like then? Since Um, we kind of need to know. I I need to know.
1: Yeah, so um, I think I'm about to explain it here in my notes. I wrote these notes like two weeks ago. But if I don't, then I'll explain what a sea elf looks like. Okay. So the word Malenti has come to mean changeling in the Elvish dialect, but in Sahuagin it literally means ugly one. (laughs) (laughs) This is actually a slur in their language and a term Suhagan use among themselves, but rarely directly to a Malenti.
0: Okay,
1: Uh, that's racist. Yeah. Malenti tend to be shunned by their clan as a whole, but are often protected by the clan's ruler. The intelligent among the Suhagan ruling class recognize the value of allies who can infiltrate into enemy territory undetected. So the Sahuagin put the Malenti to good use as spies and assassins in sea elf cities and the societies of other creatures that pose a threat to the Sahuagin. The mere shadow of a Malenti threat can incite paranoia and suspicion among sea elf societies whose resilience is then weakened preluding an actual Sahuagin invasion. So it looks like I didn't explain. So let me explain. So um, sea elves, essentially, they look like a mix between a triton and an elf almost. Sure. They tend to have like sea green skin I don't think it's scaly but they do tend to have like webbed hands and webbed feet and um, I think they have gills so they can breathe underwater <clears throat> um, long pointed ears. Yeah that's basically
0: it. Dunk that elf in the ocean. Yeah just
1: dunk the elf in the ocean turn it green. Okay cool so yeah.
0: so this it could. so you could have a society of like shark hammerhead shark people but then all of a sudden there's like a fucking elf so, in your so- midst. <laughs> They're not really hammering. Like uh, I
1: can't. How do I explain a swahigan? Like pull oh, one okay, okay, so up more, on Google. You yeah, have your phone. so they're
0: more like shark-ish. They're not. They're like, shark-ish. Okay. They look
1: like the creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: Oh, yeah, kind of, but sharky. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. Are you Hang pulling on. up images? Pulling I'm bul- it up. Pulling it up. Hang on. All right. Okay. That's what a swahigan wh- looks here's like. Here's the forearms. Yeah, They've got the Triton. Yeah, they, they look fucking mad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there they we look go. Mad as shit. I think shit. they look
1: cool. I think they're a cool monster.
0: Oh, I like this one that looks like a great white though. Is this a? This might be a. Home, Let me see some that, Yeah, shit. that might be
1: some made up shit. But Let it's see. cool looking. That is dope. It looks <laughs> like a. Uh, uh, God, what was a street? Uh, street sharks. Street sharks. Yeah, it looks so just it looks like, like street, street sharks. sharks. It lo- <laughs>
0: It's fucking
1: awesome. Maybe
0: you have different kinds of Swahogon up in your shirt. Maybe you have like Maybe a bunch of do. normal guys, and then you have the fucking elite-ass like street <laughs> sharks. <laughs> Just a bunch of biker Swahogon. Okay. <laughs> well, there's this one, too, that looks more like piranha-fishy, sort of. That's a more uh,
1: classic look. But okay, our viewers can't sure. see this, so let's. and our listeners can't see this, so let's move back yeah, to yeah, Malenti. Yeah, yeah. So one of the few other roles that Malenti have in Swahogon society is as clan blacksmiths. So... Okay. With their elven-esque biology, Malinty have the ability to tolerate the open air and fire necessary to operate a forge much better than your average Swaggin.
0: Oh, so they're literally, I was like, so tell me, Will, of how blacksmithing works underwater, but they're going to the surface to do this? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, you have to. Okay, that, obviously, yeah, that, that does make sense. <laughs> yeah, and Swaggin,
1: I believe, can uh, endure up to four or five hours of just being out of the water.
0: Okay, I pulled, up, um, I pulled up Malenti as well to kind of take a look. Yeah,
1: of what a sea elf looks like. Yeah, yeah, sure. So oddly enough, Malenti are not capable of mating with sea elves, despite their physical appearances. Uh, but they can mate with other Swaggin, uh, if another Swaggin will have them. Okay. Uh, and of course, they can also mate with another Malenti. Now, offspring between two Malenti is always another Malenti. So they're okay. kind of almost, they're borderline a subspecies.
0: Yeah, you're. well, I mean, over time, you probably could get that. Yeah. Alright. They look kinda they look kinda suspect compared to like what I'm seeing for sea elves. Um like I see slightly.
1: Uh they're supposed to be identical, but I don't know what artwork you're looking at.
0: Oh uh, yeah, there's there's varying, very wildly varying. Oh, and there's the there's the suspect stuff that you always get in a Google search. Okay, mm-hmm. never mind. Let's move on. Okay.
1: <laughs> so the Swagon are actually pretty religious. Okay. Um as a matter of fact, the reason their society functions the way it does is due to the beliefs derived from their dark deity. Swahgan worship Sekola, god of sharks, <laughs> ah, as cool. their, yeah, as their patron deity and the father of the race. Okay, though he isn't actually the real dad, he just kind of adopted them. Oh, all right, sure. <laughs> Regardless, though, the Swahgan perceive him as the ultimate educator and incarnation of punishment, officiating over an endless struggle between two mythic figures or ideals. Okay, <clears throat> it that has no wait, he who eats, or the hunter, or it that is eaten, or the hated. These are like the two mythical entities of their
0: philosophy. Yeah, he who eats and he who does who he who is eaten.
1: Yeah, not he who is eaten, it that is eaten. It It is not a person, it is unworthy. Swaggin religion teaches that the struggle between the two reflects uh, between the two of these things reflects in every aspect of life and that they as Sehecla's children are to emulate the role of the hunter in all facets of their own lives. Because of this mentality, sharks are seen as holy creatures to the, the Swagon, as worshippers worshipers of Sahekla um, they also have a special kinship with sharks, which they train as attack animals. Okay. Even untrained sharks recognize the as allies and do not prey on them.
0: So the sea elves are, are riding in to save the day on dolphins. And, yeah. And these guys are riding in on some sharks.
1: Exactly. Dolphins, on the other hand, are hated for their friendly nature <laughs> and strong relationships with sea elves. Okay. The yeah. Hawagin make regular living sacrifices to se- 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 Seklaha. sorry, se- <laughs> no, Sekulah, Sekola. Sekula. Sekula, that's it, to Sekulah. By feeding beings to the sharks that follow every Sehuagan priestess. Okay. So the Sahogan priestess rules deep with sharks.
0: <laughs> Constantly surrounded by some dope but, looking sharks. Exactly. They're they're actually the one that deploys the street sharks. Yeah, <laughs> of course.
1: Of course. Only <laughs> only female Sahogan are deemed worthy of channeling the god's power, and priestesses hold tremendous sway in Swahoggin communities. Okay. Uh, Swahoggin clerics function as teachers and keepers of lore, controlling religious life within their communities.
0: So there's a dark elf parallel there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there is, actually. Uh, despite the presence of these priestesses within their society, though, the superstitious sea elves distrust and fear magic greatly. Only the priestesses are ever allowed to wield it. Period. End of story. There okay. are no mages amongst the Swahoggin. Okay. Um Legend has it that Sekolah discovered the Sohagan race by accident after he had defeated a great enemy in, of his in the sea. Sekolah was singing a victory song that echoed off a great rift in the sea floor. The Ouch. vibration of his mighty voice caused the giant seashell to rise from the rift, and Sekolah found within it a uh, full of Sohagan. Uh, in his moment of joy, he adopted the races as his own and scattered them throughout the seas to multiply their own. So essentially, they caught him on a really good day.
0: He was like, because otherwise life he would have Oh yeah. shit, shark people! Guess what? <laughs> exactly. Guess what, guys? I'm gonna give you all some cities. Who wants this one? Right. You guys go here. Ex- sprinkle, sprinkle. That's exactly what he did. I swim.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: we'll um, sing.
1: So Sekola actually dwells within the frozen city of Stygia, one of the nine hells. So in that way, the Swagon are tied distantly to devils. Um, as well, there it is. Now There's there all is. the
0: all the colors of the rainbow are here. Yeah.
1: Any questions about Sahagan before we get into the stat blocks? Show me the stat block. We got three stat blocks today because uh, the 5e Monster Manual was uh, really good about this. It's ripe with so, Sahagan. So we have the Sahagan, the Sahagan Priestess, and the Sahagan Baron. Okay, um, and they're all pretty wordy. So let's get into it. Uh, so Hagen uh, medium humanoid uh, lawful evil armor class 12. That's natural armor HP 22 points This is a challenge rating half creature. So this is a pretty low level mob 13 strength 11 decks uh, Their ability stats suck. We don't need to talk about them. Uh, they have three interesting features though They have the first one blood frenzy uh, A Hagen has advantage on melee attack rolls against any creature that doesn't have all of its hit points That's pretty good that's most of the fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's like every round after probably the first The first, first. One. yeah, exactly. Uh, Maybe.
1: The second is limited amph- amphibiousness. The saw can breathe air and water, but it needs to be submerged at least once every four hours to avoid suffocating.
0: It gets all dry. Mm-hmm. Can't breathe.
2: Water. I need water. <laughs> Uh, I need it! <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: lastly, shark telepathy. The Swaggin can magically command any shark within 120 feet of it using a limited telepathy. Some
0: Aquaman shit. Exactly.
1: All right. And then we get three attacks. Uh, the multi-attack is two melee attacks uh, with one bite and one claw or spear, but they have three options. So mm-hmm. bite is a plus three to hit, uh, 1d4 plus spirit plus one piercing claws are plus three to hit one d4 plus one slashing and spear is plus three to hit uh with a ranged throw of 20 to 60 feet if you want uh 1d6 plus one piercing damage or 1d8 plus one piercing damage if used with two hands to make a melee attack
0: okay so if we're throwing a spear underwater and versus like above water
1: yeah, you probably have to come up with some sort of set. So. Okay, okay, okay. I I've never that. had to do it, so I can't think of it off the We've top of my head. We've never run the
0: underwater campaign. Mm-hmm. That, and
1: I don't think I ever will.
0: That's a beautiful, tasty fruit, but it's so high up on the tree.
1: <laughs> it is. It really is. Okay. All right, let's go over the Sohagan Baron. So he's a big boy. He's large. He's a large humanoid. All right. uh, 16 armor class because he wears a breastplate like a smart guy. Um, strength of the 19, Dexterity 15, Constitution 16, Intelligence 14, Wisdom 13, Charisma 17. He's just two times as good as the regular Schwagin.
0: Yeah, I mean, so you probably don't have armor for everybody because to make armor you have to go to the surface. Exactly, or steal so it. it's more rare. Yeah, yeah, so you have to like work on your uh, your armor for a little bit and then take a dip. So you're going to so give it to breathe. your best guys anyways. Yeah, yeah so this guy's going to have it.
1: Um, oh, did I didn't go over dark vision? Dark vision. They dark all vision. have dark vision. They
0: all, have, they all see normal. Yeah.
1: Basically, um, I guess it's it's uh, improved since it's 120 feet.
0: It's even better.
1: Yeah. So uh, also blood frenzy, also limited amphibiousness, also shark telepathy. So that all remain the same. I have super dark um, vision. They have the same old attacks, just the stats are all increased. So it's a plus seven to hit instead of a plus three. And it's 2d4 plus four instead of 1d4 plus one. OK. Uh, when it comes to their bite, 2d6 plus four instead of 1d6 plus one. And the trident, it, it's all just the same. Just boost it up.
0: Yeah, so just more meaningful.
1: Just, just a bigger batter. So, like, if you really wanted to use the swagon as mobs later on, this challenge rating five can be your new mob, and you just call it a regular swagon.
0: Oh, okay, I see. So yeah. you can kind of just overlay.
1: That's how I would reskin this. it. Yeah. Okay, sure. Lastly, we have the swagon priestess, uh, armor uh, challenge rating two. So armor class 12, 33 hit points. Um, they all have a swim speed of forty. By the way. Except for the Baron, who has a swimsuit of fifty.
0: Okay, that's cool.
1: Um, Blood frenzy talked about it. Limited amphibiousness. We already talked about it. Shark telepathy. We already talked about that too. But they also have spellcasting, so the priestess can cast spells like guidance, Thaumaturgy, Blessed, detect magic, guiding bolt, hold person, spiritual weapon, mass healing word, and tongues. Tongues. I don't for know. I don't know what that spell does. <laughs> so, don't, <laughs> okay. so don't ask me. Um, and then she has bite and claws, and her melee attacks kind of suck. Actually, they're not that strong. Uh, plus, three to hit. One D four plus one plus three to hit. One D four plus one. Okay. So she's so she's just your spellcaster. You're
0: doing magic. Yeah, yeah, you're
1: gonna you're gonna have like a priestess probably lead like a squadron of like four or five of these guys in like a level two or three party combat scenario. Yeah. Um, and, then and your, that'll be
0: fun. Your fighter with like the mage fighter feat or whatever that is is gonna fucking get in there. There we go. Yeah. Hell yeah. Jump over everybody. You can so, just swim. So you, this underwater campaign is uh like kind of. Intimidating because you have like that all that vertical space. It would be like kind of like having an yeah. air an air coker like, campaign. It's like an aerial, an aerial <laughs> combat, yeah. Yeah. So you're you're working in the three dimensional space. There is a floor. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that uh this is this is hard to do. So yeah, it, you just I'm sure it's just something you gotta get used to. How do normal adventurers get under the water to do stuff? Man? Um water breathing potion or water. water breathing spell of some sort. Just water breathing potion on deck. Mm-hmm. Can you drink a potion of water breathing while breathing underwater? I believe you can.
1: I think the water breathing potion tends to be like the bubble around the head.
0: But then it's a potion though, so you have to drink it. Yeah. And so So then what I'm saying is like you uncork it underwater. Okay, yeah. You well, that would work because the pressure of the water would
1: keep the stuff in the vial. And then when you put it to your lips, like you form a vacuum and then you suck so, on it. So and you're, gonna you you would, you of, it. you're gonna get a little bit of
0: you're gonna get a little seawater in there. Eh, maybe a teeny bit. Yeah, just enough to taste it and feel bad about it. Why would you feel bad about it? I feel bad when I drink seawater. I mean,
1: I I, I get seawater in my mouth when I go swimming. I never feel bad about it.
0: Oh, you, uh, I do. No,
1: I love swimming in the ocean.
0: You love drinking seawater? No,
1: I don't love drinking <laughs> seawater, but I love swimming in the ocean. I do love swimming in the ocean until I get <laughs> hit with a diaper. Uh, that's never happened to me. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's bad. Okay, well, let's get ready for a long rest. Okay. Okay
0: bedtime what the fuck my slippies are all wet <laughs> no sticky goopy slippies sorry man i had to bring oh, you down under the sea for this some, lesson there's some hill giant slippies too and they're all big and wet no. oh damn you're gonna it. have to get a new pair this is gonna be a dank sleep it's gonna be moist Ugh, gross Ah, uh, uh, yeah let's talk about something cool let's talk about something cool <laughs> super quest saga is back in june
1: oh yeah it is it is back in june that's true it's back think, in june what we announced that last episode we did announcing it again it's back in be june. back in june
0: New contest.
1: New contest. We figured it out. We figured it out. Just um, like we said we would. <laughs> we're giving... Okay, so in these in these times of isolation and quarantine, um, I've heard that a lot of people are trying to get into D&D and play it online, mm-hmm. which you can do on Roll20 or yep. just over Skype. We used to play um, in
0: person. Now we play over Roll20
1: and over Zoom and stuff. We get comments all the time about people wanting to get into D&D, so we decided, why don't we give away something that introduces people to actually playing the game? So we're going to give away... Three
0: different
1: D and D essential kits.
0: Yeah, we're gonna give away, which is like the upgraded starter set, from my understanding. We're gonna it. give away one D and D Essentials kit three times. Exactly.
1: Wait, no, that not that implies it's the same one we're giving away. We're three gonna times. give away three, three different, different kits identical to three D- different people. We're
0: gonna give away three identical prizes. Each once. <laughs> and
1: the way you can enter the contest is the normal way. All you got to do is tweet a link to our
0: show uh, with uh, the hashtag DungeonCast. Twitter. Dungeon Cast, Twitter, on at, Twitter? The, at the DungeonCast on Twitter. We're at the DungeonCast on Twitter. Yeah. We're we, at the DungeonCast on Twitter. Everybody but, should know that, but, like, maybe they, this is our first episode. Maybe. At the Dungeon, that's at the true. We Dungeon don't we talk on Twitter. about it enough. At the DungeonCast on Twitter. Okay. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> but if you're on Twitter, just go ahead and send a link to your followers with the hashtag DungeonCast. Um To any episode of our show, whether that's the podcast or the YouTube channel or whatever, I'll enter you into the contest. And on June 7th, which is my birthday, so that's why I picked it, so that I'd remember the day, (laughs) I will announce three winners um, who shared the show. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, we're going to do it on Instagram, too. Um, I'm going to make a post. You're going to tag two people that you want to get into D&D in that post. Uh, They need to be two different people, obviously. But just... uh, Leave a comment, be following the Instagram account, and you'll be entered. Yeah. Um. So pretty much, we're gonna be giving away D and D Essentials Kit. Yeah, three multiple even. times, three times. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. So.
1: And maybe, and maybe like you viewer are already into D and D, but you know someone who you want to get into D and D, but maybe the books are too daunting. This might be the perfect gift to give them. To get some, them into the game.
0: It's got a little module in it, some adventures. Our show is kind of geared towards newer players anyway. We want to help get yeah. people into the game and make it a little more accessible. Mm-hmm. So um, this is kind of on brand for us. And we yeah. would love to to assist you getting your friends into D&D in, this, in these troubling times.
1: Mm-hmm. With that being said, I think we could call it a game. Bye. We'll talk to you guys later.